All right, know the scene. Good afternoon, everybody. That's my new music. Bill got it. That's my new music. Well, we can let it run a little bit longer next time, Bill. I like that. That's definitely got my, like, 90s child alternative garage band vibe to it. I'm with you. I like this. I like it. I like the vibe. I'm rocking to it right now. I'm rocking to it right now. Um, uh, good, good afternoon, everybody. This is, uh, this is Justin Dion, your host for... Uh, for Know the Scene, every week here, we are here to talk to you about the scene in the Lake Norman region and the towns uh, here and beyond, about what's going on here uh, in the scene. we got a great show for you today. But first, but first, I'm going to do it to myself. Yeah. I heard it was somebody's birthday. I heard it was somebody's birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday today. Birthday. Celebrate, everybody. Celebrate. Birthday here. Birthday show. Birthday show. And for my birthday show today, we got two, not one, but two guests today. Two guests. Uh, we're going to start today with the lovely, talented, energetic, effervescent. That's a really good word. Effervescent. Very, very Simone Elbay. Welcome to the show, Simone. Thank you. If uh, you guys have heard, I know you've heard numerous times, let's talk about Kane Center for the Arts is obviously where, where I, uh, I'm the executive director and, uh, and, you know, is here in Cornelius. And we have, you may have heard me say several times throughout our show about the team that we have there. And I've even mentioned Simone a couple times. So Simone is with us today. Simone is our director of visual arts and education uh, and other things. Uh, at Kane Center for the Arts, and excited to have her today. Come on and just chat a little bit the first half of the show about visual arts, mm -hmm. uh, about just visual arts. We can talk about the exhibit at the Kane Center now mm -hmm. and what's going on, but we can also go other other directions too. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, second half of the show, we are going to have Trent uh, Wagler from the uh, <clears throat> excuse me the Steel Wheels. The Steel Wheels are coming to play this weekend at Kane Center for the Arts on Friday. Uh, so great show, great show, birthday out. show. Two, two, two guests here today. Let's kick it off. Whoop. Simone, welcome to the show. I'm so excited. Tell us. I know it's your first time. It's my first time, and it's your birthday. That's right. That's it's right. Your, it's birthday show. It's a birthday show. Birthday show. What, um, Simone? Tell us. Tell our audiences here about yourself. Where are you from? What's your story? Yeah. <laughs> um, I am from Charlotte originally. I actually grew up out here. Um, and it has been I'm I'm in, I'm from Charlotte. I've grown up out here. I've kind of done a lot of behind the scenes nonprofit work, um, community development work with Project Lift, CMS schools, um, transitional housing, um, public library, park and recs. So I've done a few different things, and I've always had a love for the arts. And I just kind of landed in Kane Center's for the arts lap. Yes, she did. Literally. That's, that's, that's exactly the way we think of it. <laughs> landed in the lap, and I have had a ball since... Brought by a stork. Um, since I started there. Like, I mean, we have grown so much as an organization as a team, um, as individuals, as artists. I think that that's one thing that I love about working in our organization is just that we're all a little quirky. Um, we're all like, Justin's definitely a theater kid. My, like people, I was just literally telling him before the, um, the show started that he is 
Like, people meet me and they're like, who do you work for? And I'm like, why do people ask that? <laughs> and he was just like, well, because people want to know. Because people want to know who encourages all this. <laughs> right. And that's exactly and what like, it is. And you're like, I am toned down compared to Justin, probably. <laughs> and that's, well, actually, that's kind of true. I do say that. I said, well, my boss is a little, well, I, I would I say. I think someone's phrase is unhinged. It is. is my That is tells. my favorite um, phrase to describe Justin. Because I do think that he is unhinged in a really good way. I also like to think that I have the ability to be creative, and I think that that's one of the things that we really strive for in our organization. One, we're all a bunch of art weirdos. Even the ones that are not artsy, when they started, they're getting there. Like, we're getting them inundated into the arts, whether it's performing arts or visual arts. Um, we do a lot of different things. Like I think even with us going into our second season with performances and us going into a new level of visual arts, we're watching the team grow. And it's really exciting um, because Justin is low-key, high-key lead in the ship. (laughs) Low-key, high-key. Low-key, high-key, both. 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 Um, So he's low-key, high-key lead in the ship, and it's very interesting. It's actually very amusing. I say all the time in our office, we need a sitcom. Um, And my captain... Captain, hopefully not Captain Ahab, right? Ahab is that? As long was as that we're not from, like Gilligan's Island, Moby, Moby Dick. Yeah, don't be Captain. Can yeah. I be Captain Jack Sparrow? Probably not a good one either. Mm. I don't know that. You know, at the end of the day, Joe Jack Sparrow always got say, it. Jack I mean, Sparrow he always got there after the second movie. He just it might be his ways are just you know, not. It's as, just not non-conventional. There, that's actually you. Jack Sparrow is just non-conventional. I will take Captain Jack Sparrow. So Justin's our Jack Sparrow in the office and just add some performances, some music, and some visual arts. And there you got Kane Center for the Arts yeah, team in a that's nutshell. Right. <laughs> so what, so Simone, you as Director of Visual Arts and Education, mm-hmm. what exactly, this is not a test for me, of course, being like <laughs> your, you know, direct director, but what exactly do you do? Help the people understand. I curate the um, gallery, so I... What does curate mean? Curate means I actually go in to the community and I run um, into different partners that are visual arts organizations, and I sit with artists and art administrators and art managers, and this is fine arts, um, pop culture art, urban art, and fine art that actually fits our facility, our mission, and our organization, like a glove, and we bring it home. I bring it home and we curate, which means that we put the work in the galleries all over the building. Um, we go out and we try to find art artists that are different, that are vibrant. Our current exhibit at the Kane Center, uh, we have two. We have Mud at the Mill, which is a standing community exhibit. And then we have Anna Dean, Art of the Mechanics. And our Anna Dean is like a 2023 art pop class recipient, but she is this phenomenal interdisciplinary, Mm -hmm. which means that she does all the things that come with art. She does like the sculpting and the drawing and the building and fusing things together. Multidisciplinary. Yes. She does all of these things and she builds her pieces from scratch. Like all of her pieces in our facility right now were started off on a sketchbook. And when you see them, you're like, what? That started off as a sketch because it's so crazy what kind of artwork she does. Yeah. She adds all these different dimensions of like engineering and all these creative aspects to her work. And then she's very thoughtful behind it. Like she's not like, oh, I'm going to put this oil derrick here and it's because it's pretty. She puts the oil derrick there because it means something to her and it gives her a meaningful look at a different perspective, which is what we really 
like to think of art is mm-hmm. as a door opener for new perspectives, new opinions, new experiences, new encounters, especially in a facility like ours, because we're like multifaceted in the arts. We got performing arts, we got visual arts, we got classes. I mean, we got a dance studio. We have Charlotte Ballet that comes out there and does dances, dance class with us. I mean, we are like, what are they, what are they, what did they call that kid? The triple threat kid, like in the oh, 90s? Oh yeah, triple threat, that was, yeah. Isn't that like when That's they what, act, that, dance, sing, actor, and sing? singer, and a da- da- dancer, singer, actor. Yeah, we're a triple threat. Theater. All of it. We're I love that you mentioned Anna Dean. She's going to be on the show next week. I know. Oh, my God. Y'all going to yeah. love her. So She's so yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll tease her a little bit this week with you, and She's then we'll bring her so in. so cool. Going to get to have an artist. Bill, we're having an artist on the show next week. Like, a visual artist. Sorry, not just, like, we have artists on the show every week. All right, well, hang on. We're going to go to break, and then we're going to continue. We're going to continue the birthday show. Boop, boop. Coming back it's after this. Birthday. Know it's the scene. Birthday. Hey, God, I don't feel like I have to quit for this. Yes, Bill is Bill is getting me with the music. I like this, Bill. I appreciate that. We'll change. Welcome back. Know the scene. Birthday edition. Birthday. Once a year. It's your birthday. Once a year. Next year. Next year. If 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 we if if the station allows me to stay on and if audiences continue to listen, maybe we'll do a a big a big birthday show. Next year's big birthday. This year this year's the one before the big one. Oh yeah. Next year's next yeah. year's big one. Yeah, next year's the big one. We can do a live broadcast from my big party next year. <gasps> That's what we should do. Live know the scene broadcast. Look at him. He just encouraged. I know, but, like, but you yeah, don't like so you don't even know like Bill's Bill's like the hype man of the studio. Like, <laughs> like Bill's yeah, like you got the hype man, man over there. Welcome back. That's right. I'll bring Bo and Charlotte, our Bassett Hounds. Man, by the way, during the break, heard the advertisement for the American Dog Show. Yeah. Y'all go to that on Sunday. I got two Bassett Hounds I might bring. See if you I can definitely bring take them. me home to Blue Ribbon. <laughs> you probably will. Blue Bo Ribbon Bo. Bassett Hound. Bo is kind of cute. We he love is. Bo. Bo is a cute. He's a mess. All right. Well, welcome back again today. By the way, um, if you're listening, not during this segment now, but during the second half of the show, when Trent is on from Steel Wheels, we're going to do a call-in. You can win some tickets this yeah. weekend. Yeah, I'm gonna get some tickets. So if you're listening, don't stop listening so don't that you can get some tickets. Believing. All right. So we're back with Simone Elbay, Director yes. of Visual Arts and Education for Kane Center for the Arts. Simone was just talking about a little bit of what she does. Um, she uh, she really even just broached on the like the artist piece and just barely touched the service. We'll have Simone back another day to really get into everything because I think it's really neat for people to hear. The detail about what all goes into, yeah, you know what all goes into, how you that that curate word, right? Mm-hmm. That's such like uh, it the, the word doesn't quite do justice. Like there's so many things behind that word, yes, that goes into it. Like yes. one word really should not <laughs> be able to encompass everything that you do when you put it in an exhibit. Justin says that because he sees me running from one side of the building to the next, and he's like, right. what in the world? And I'm like, well, this has to go, and then he's like. That sounds great, and he just really gets how it comes together. Like, well, yeah, well, you're like you're really directing a show, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's it's just, literally just you're, how you're it directing feels. a show, yes. like expect except from a visual arts side. Yes. Whereas, like, if you were directing a play, you're directing that. But like everything that the amount of the same thought processes and thoughtfulness and layout yeah. and everything else that would go yeah. into like a play that someone's directing is what you put into doing exhibits. Absolutely. I mean, and then it's it's so thoughtful because our facility is so unique 
and I know I tell people this, and they say they think I tell them this because I worked there, but I'm actually like this is a personal opinion as well as a professional one. But when you have a building that has like this intricate feel and has this different kind of vibe and these colors and these windows and you have all of these spaces, like art is like the component of that building. Like art fits into that building. Like every time I walk into that building, I see a new exhibit. Mm -hmm. Like I was literally telling another artist that I think it was, I think it was Anna Dean. Mm -hmm. We were, we were doing the layout for her curation and we're like, she's like, how do you walk in here and just like not be, I said, inspired. I said, my mind is always one in a mile a minute. Cause when I walk in, I'm thinking about the next exhibit that we're working on and where this piece could go, mm-hmm. how big this piece could be, how the audience will be able to interact with these pieces because the, the gallery and things are open to the public during every performance that we have. Right. So it's not as if like you just come in and you only do a performance. Like You get a lot out of us, which is why I say that we're the triple threat 90s kid. Oh, I, hey, we should tell that to Amanda for marketing. Triple threat 90s Kane, Kane Center for the Arts, the triple, triple threat. threat. We are a triple threat. We are a triple threat. Charlotte Mecklenburg's triple threat arts arts we center. Because you're right, because you can see a show, you're gonna see some great visual arts while you're there too, and you're gonna get a great like community community, community. experience. You get a community experience, you get a class, Boom, you get your classes, you can do dancing, That's you right. can do visual arts, like you can do skate, like we're a triple threat. So it's funny because it's like when you walk into that building, you walk in. Oh, was you hype man? <laughs> Bill is in there, hype manning this up. <laughs> But when you walk in there, like, you see all of these windows, and I just really feel like you have to be so, I mean, something like that. Like, you can't give a lid to And Simone hadn't even got anything outside yet. I know. Just wait. Oh, my God. The, I have. Teasing, teasing. I know. I have, like, three things on my desk that's going to Justin in the next month about this summer. This summer is going to be so crazy. We're partnered with Art Fields. We're partnered with Art Pop. Um, you got other potential partners talking yes, to. Yes, we do. And like when we say that we are trying to pop the lid, yes, we're popping the yeah. lid. Like we don't have a lid. Well, that was the you know I will say like from the like from the the guy who was here from the beginning that was the that was the mandate from the community. Yeah, was you know make make Ken Center something special. Yeah, and I think you know? it is special. Like I think it is especially with. Because even with the community impact programs that we currently have running, one of the things that I love seeing um, with our community partners, and this is who I call our neighbors. We say neighbors in the office. We don't really say community partners. We say neighbors. We're like Mr. Rogers. Right. <laughs> we just got neighbors. Like Manny comes over. Yeah. Uh, Harold Katika from Ada Jenkins. They just come over. Come like they just come. Yeah. That would actually be really good. Yeah. Um, but they just come over. But one of the things is that seeing the community members, our neighbors come in and they're like, what? And they see a new exhibit and it's like, it's a new building. They right. see new performances and they're like, right. oh my God, like we got a whole nother chance to do this all yeah. over again. So it's like really seeing like the triple threat kid. Well, that was yeah. what you're talking about with that, with that, like people coming in and seeing things when people come see shows, the arts, like that was one of the concepts and what we do have, if people don't know and you haven't been to the center yet, like was that, you know, I think that sometimes there's a segment of the population that maybe has never even been in an art exhibit. Right. Or been to an art gallery yep. because maybe they didn't have a reason to go or they just felt like that wasn't theirs or there's some kind of barrier in their way, right? Well, that's why, like, one of the reasons was we designed the Kane Center in a way, too, that, yes, we have that gallery, but, you know, I mean, you walk in and it's right there and mm-hmm. it's open to you. It's mm-hmm. an extension of the lobby, right? Mm-hmm. And and Simone does a great job of curating 
uh, is that word again? Curating exhibits and art, not just in the art gallery, but out into the hallways and up into the lobby so that when you come to a show, you will also be going to an art exhibit. If you come to a class, you're going to an art right, exhibit. Yeah. Like you said, if, if you're one of our community partners and you're bringing your kids or mm-hmm. community members in with you, you're walking past and around an art exhibit. So it, no matter what, you are just going to be exposed to really cool art that is going to, you know, inspire you and, and make you think sometimes. and. Yep. And challenge what you think about art mm-hmm. and, and all kinds of stuff. You I know? think that one of the things that I love about our building and I really love about curating in our building is that we get to make it fun. Mm-hmm. When you talk about like, the, like the barrier that kind of separates the fine arts from people like people who don't go to art galleries and museums. They don't want to go just see a Rembrandt or Cezanne. They want to see an Anna Dean. That's right. They want to see Anna Dean. They want to see what we do our in our classes. Like that's it, it. It has to be fun, and I think that our building gives us the space. One, our building gives us the space. I think our team allows us to get the space too, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. everybody's on ball. Like everybody's, everybody's on. They're tracking with that. Like mm-hmm. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to do that too. Like everybody's kind of fun and quirky on our team. Like everybody's got like their own part of their personality, and it just kind of seeps into the building. And it's just like you walk in, you're like. This is an art facility, and then you might hear like somebody singing down the hallway, and you might go into the office, and me and Anita are in the office, and we're just kind of like breaking out into a flash dance. Yes. So you start to see that it's like it becomes a part of who you are, and I tell people yeah, all the time, like, that's the goal. That art makes me a better human, and I think that being able to provide that experience for our neighbors, it kind of helps us like make our community a better community, because like. It cultivates thinking. It it cultivates thoughtfulness. It cultivates emotional intelligence. Like how mm-hmm, many mm-hmm. how many surveys have we done, and how many people have done statistics on how d- does art influence emotional intelligence? How many right. times have we talked about yeah. that as a society? Yeah, you know. So for us to have this building, and we're like, well, don't make it boring. Like I think that's one of the things that's unhinged about Justin. Justin's like, let's do this, but you know, don't make it whack. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, okay, on my notes, do not make this. You can't just do it. You have to do it. On my notes in the meeting, Bill, I have to preface, do not make whack. Don't make that whack. No, 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 don't. Let me make sure that Find something cool about it. There's a a not (laughs) radio-friendly phrase that that I encourage. (laughs) Yes, it is. Sometimes. And you it's know. funny because he will say they be like, "Well, make it cool, you know, Simone, make it cool." And I'm like, "Yes, that I will do that. I will do the thing and make, make it, it cool." cool. <laughs> yes. And then I go and tell. People, That's what I told Bill about my music. I was like, "Make, make, come on, Bill, it. just make it, make it cool, make, make it, it cool." That's go. literally his language of speaking. Justin will come in and be like, "I want to do this, but cool, but cool." <laughs> and we'll yeah. be sitting there in a right, but in a meeting, and we're like. What does make that mean? cool. Make... Um, and then we have to go like compare notes together. I like, want to make cool button. Right. Oh, you should. We're gonna, make, we're gonna make cool button at Kane Center somewhere as like an art installation. Yes. And, yes. and just leave it there as and like just, a permanent art installation. Right. And like oh, and people cool. just see me like, what is, what is that? What is that? And it's we like make it cool. that's what we do here. Yeah, or we can get like little pins that say pins <sighs> in there cool. where we make art cool. That's our tagline. Make it all cool, make it cool. I'm gonna use that for an example. Well, like, and that's like to the, you know, but there's lots of ways to do that, right? I think humor is a way that, humor is like a way. you mentioned it. I've always been a sneak humor in where we can. Yes, he is. That is me. I am 100% inappropriate <laughs> in a lot of ways 
appropriate when I have to be. Unhinged. But even when. Unhinged. <laughs> but well, because especially like I just like I think I use humor to to, you know I think yeah, I think to, to, like, to get to get through energy. to disperse energy to cope to. You know, I'm 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 horrible about probably laugh about things too early when you're not supposed to, like, you know, or whatever. Or say, you know, I will neither like confirm nor deny. Yeah. But like because <laughs> because I don't know. I think humor is a great a great tool, a great thing, a, a depress. It's a de decompressor. It is a decompressor, right? It is definitely it's a, it's a stress reliever. It is definitely it, it um, is all of those things. You know, all those things. So I, I will think... say that if you really want to see Justin in action, you really need to come to King Center for the Arts, where we make art. Cool. We make it cool. We make it cool. Whatever it is, whatever it is, we make it cool. We try. Because we to. are That's a triple threat '90s kid. I'm taking it home. That's my thing. Pass I, that to Amanda. I like ch- pass it to a triple threat '90s to, kid. Like for the ne- next branding campaign. Yeah. Well, listen, we're gonna have Simone come back another day because hey. I want you all to hear all the cool things that she does with scheduling. Uh, with everything, not just scheduling, but finding our classes, working with the kids, the community impact programs that we have, everything. So, Simone, thank you for joining us today. Ooh, We're going to have you back. Birthday. birthday We're going to continue show. birthday show right after the break. Know the scene. Yay. Okay. All right. Okay. Here we are. We're coming back from the break. Know the scene, Tuesday afternoon. Thank you for listening, everybody. Justin Dion here, your host. Uh, thanks for tuning in for the birthday show. Birthday show, everybody. Two guests today. We started out, we had Simone L. Bay, our Director of Visual Arts and Education at Kane Center, talk to us all about the new art exhibit and, and items happening there. And now, now we've got a real great treat as well. Our second guest of today, uh, Trent. Trent from the Steel Wheels. How's it going, Trent? It's going great. Thanks yeah, for joining us to today. Thanks for having me. Are you coming to us live? It looks like, sorry, so if you're listening and not watching um, on YouTube Live or Facebook Live, which you can do if you'd like to watch, um, Trent Leslie is coming to us from the comfort of his home. Is, are <laughs> you right. located in, are you in Harrisonburg? Yep, Star- Harrisonburg, Virginia. Nice, mm-hmm. good for you, man. That's, that's where you guys are uh, fa- like from and founded, right? Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. I, had a, I did a short stint in Harrisonburg, Virginia, when I was an really? undergrad, yeah, and I, I were I actually worked at uh in Lexington, Virginia, at mm-hmm. Theater at Lime Kiln. No kidding, yeah. I actually spent some time there as well. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, I was in the last ever production of Stonewall Country. No kidding. Yeah. I I also uh, did some staged fighting and played the barefoot soldier in that production in probably two thousand and two, I think. Really, that was like the year. Yeah, yeah I was oh four. So that was that's so cool, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a reunion. Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Stonewall, Stonewall Country reunion, Lexington, beautiful area of the country, man. I love the Shenandoah Valley area. That up Interstate eighty one is just gorgeous. Yeah. The whole absolutely the whole way. If you can just avoid all the truckers, that's right. Um, but thanks so much for joining us again today. Steel Wheels coming to Kane Center for the Arts this weekend, man. Can't tell you how excited we are to have you. Yeah, we're pumped. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to get there. It's our first time at the Kane Center. So, um, yeah, we hope everybody will come out and join us, and we can have a great Friday night. Yes, sir. Um, now, this is going to be kicking off. Well, you, you, you'll have, I guess, a couple shows here this week. You have two shows this weekend, us, and then you're going to Yadkinville um, on Saturday. And then it looks like you have, what, a week, maybe a week and a half off, and then you're off. Like, you are on tour <laughs> You guys are doing a long, a nice little month, maybe month and a half, all the way. It looks like West, 
I mean, Midwest, West, Southwest, just West. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting across the country. It'll be our first time uh, really to make it all the way back to the Pacific Northwest since the pandemic. So it's, you know, it's amazing how that time kind of, I mean, obviously everybody's tired of talking about how the pandemic changed everything, but truly uh, with some of the weird changes that happen and then you're trying as a band, you're trying to get back to all the places that you're um, that you want to get back to. And yet, you know, depend like with some of the different surges that happened in 21 and 22, we just, you know, it was pretty, kind of risky or felt risky to get all sure. the way across the country. So anyway, yeah, it's a big tour and we're pumped. We just released our, uh, our first single off of a new album. And that came out here a few weeks ago. That uh, is a song called easy on your way. And we'll be releasing another single while we're on that tour, actually. Uh, in the middle of October. And so we're going to be releasing singles from this new album. The album's called Sideways. Yeah, it's and, coming out in uh, February, right? That's right. And if you uh, if you come out uh, on Friday, we'll definitely be playing several songs that haven't been released. It's, it's a fun time for the band to be kind of exploring and enjoying that creative time of getting some of these songs up on stage that we yeah. haven't really played live much yet. That's awesome. That's so. Hey, that'll be great, folks that are coming Friday night. Uh, a couple, you heard it first, right? Perhaps. Well, yeah. perhaps like as live audiences, right? Kind of getting that exactly. Get, getting to hear the song, really get. You know, that's always a treat for audiences. I think when they have the chance to to be there for that, because like as a you know as a when a group is. I mean, obviously, you guys are not that you're not playing anywhere else or anything per se, but mm-hmm. if you're still early in that phase, you're still feeling out how it works with the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean. You know, we've recorded the songs so that, you know, the album versions of the songs are going to be what they are. But, you know, every song kind of takes its own life on stage. And one of the things that I think this new album has been exciting for us to be doing is I feel like even since the pandemic, we've taken an extra pride in saying, what did we miss about playing live? And what do we love about being together on stage? Yeah. And so I, we're trying to lean in a little bit more to the jamming side of being. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Do you guys stick? Do you, do you like, I mean, how, how much jamming do you do? Do you like just kind of let it flow? Like what, where, where do you guys land in that? Yeah. I mean, it really depends on the song, you know, there's, I mean, we, we range from, you know, some pretty intricately arranged instrumental tunes to, uh, you know, if you're singing an acapella. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> not song, really jamming you're, that. You're, gonna stick, <laughs> you're not going to jam, right? right? But then, yeah, no, there's several, there's several songs on the album even where you can really feel a little bit more improvisation than I think we have tended to do in the recording studio in past projects. And I think that was a little nod to saying, you know, when we get out on stage, we want to let these really breathe yeah. and open up and see where we can go. And I think, you know, that is one of those things that as you were away from it, you realize how much you can take for granted just that that moment when you're together and you're live and there's an audience. Uh, each night can really feel different and you're sort of jumping and and taking those chances that sometimes you land and sometimes we're all kind of not sure where it's right. going to go. <laughs> that's and, right. Yeah, but that's the fun of it. That's That is. Cuz we'll always get back there. Like it's like we'll always find our way back. Some we'll yes. we'll come back. We'll yeah. get we'll get everyone back there in some way or another, right? 
Absolutely. So it so so sideways is coming February 9th. Get to hear a couple, maybe a couple songs perhaps on on well for folks that come this weekend to Kane Center, maybe maybe a couple. For folks yeah. going later on your tour, we'll probably hear more, right? Um are you are you guys going to be doing any you know, I'm hearing that CDs are coming back. <laughs> Is the rumor? Um, I'm a, I'm a vinyl guy myself. Are you guys gonna do any pressings? Yeah, we'll have vinyl uh, and CDs uh, for people, and the pre-order is up now. There's a Excellent. bunch of different packages um, for people to take a look because, yeah, like you said, I mean, some people really love the different. We have a couple different packages, and if you order early, I think you can get a hold of like this blue vinyl that's really cool. I think looking. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think, you know, every every one of these formats from cassette tapes to CD to vinyl right. to online streaming, I think they're going to go through cycles at this point. Sure. And, you know, there's there is something cassette cool. I mean, is cassette going to come back. Oh, I don't know. Cassette came back. I think it came back already, and then it stopped again. I had some friends who were making cassettes. Really? Two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just depends on how lo-fi your crowd is lo-fi <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, right get the lo-fi yeah, beats but, right and and i mean it also probably depends on like how late model your car is yeah right yeah i know it's crazy like my truck doesn't even have a cd player in it i know you can't find a new vehicle with a cd player uh so that's that's pretty tough for cd sales but because that was like the, the last holdout i mean that was the, right the the way you would Usually, I would listen of to course. these yeah. by having a few in my car. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So what? So with this new record too, like you guys have a have a have a very. I mean, you guys have made some music. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, I mean, you, I mean that's understatement of the year. Like you guys have made some music. You've got a, a, a large discography, you know, of, of what you guys have put together. Like what? What's your journey been like? Where do you think? I mean, you said this one has a little bit more. You know, if I heard, maybe you've leaned into some more jamminess here and there, but and let things breathe. But what, how, what would you say this one lands in terms of like your other discs? Like, how would you describe it? That's a great question. I mean, you know, I think we've definitely evolved as a band to add sounds that we didn't have when we first started out. I cool. mean, when we first started out, we were inspired very much by Garcia and Grisman oh. and the pizza tapes and, you know, very acoustic based, uh, but, you know, really original sounding yeah. music. And we were trying to make our own music. It was, you know, inspired by and influenced by old time and bluegrass, but it was always us and we weren't ever trying to be anything particularly traditional. And some of the guys in the band, I mean, Jay, who used to almost exclusively play the mandolin had played in metal bands before, you cool. know? And so when we decided, hey, let's put some layering of some electric guitars behind some of these songs, we started adding some of that in the studio and then we did add more drums and percussion and we brought in Kevin Garcia, uh, Garcia, who's now a full-time member and he's drums and he's an amazing percussionist. Um, it just, it's just added, I think, to the language that we can tell a story with and yeah. speak with. And so to me, it just allows us to kind of bring the highs higher and the lows lower. But I, I've always enjoyed in a given night, you know, the journey of music is where it's at. Like, right. 
if you, I mean, I find that if you have a, a killer band who's just hitting you hard with a bunch of fast or, you know, extremely complex and intricate melodies and tunes, after about 15 minutes of that, I'm I'm ready for a I'm break. Good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And same thing goes for like Take me somewhere. Amazing, take me take me yeah. somewhere else maybe, yeah. Right, an amazing folk singer who gets up there and starts singing beautiful songs and has great stories underneath it. I can listen to that, but after a little while it can start to sound the same. So I just feel like what we have now, especially as you mentioned with, you know, 15 plus years of making albums and those albums do really, you know, range from all acoustic and pretty 60 bare bare bones uh sort of acoustic sounds to some really really more fully um produced sounds with keyboards and different guitar effects and i'm playing with some effects on my banjo sometimes now and the fiddle and so i just feel like we have done our best to try to stay creative and interested ourselves to be pushing our own edges and 30. you know it's just it's just like when you're jamming in a song you know you're not quite sure where you're going to land sometimes you know in the studio you find yourself kind of exploring and you're like well maybe that's a little further than we want to go let's pull it back yeah, but yeah but, but i think you you as a band you have to keep exploring or else i feel like your set list your show it all just kind of starts to die yeah. and, and well for let's us, Sorry, Trent, we're going to have to go to break. Sorry, but I love where this is going. We're not going to let it die because we're going to come back after the break, everyone. Know the scene. Sorry, man. I didn't want to like cut you off there. Like no, It was so good. Cool. It was so that's good. Cool. And I was like, oh, no, we're running out no, of time. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks. Sorry we like jumped right into it. Um, that's all right. I was a touch late. Sorry about that. That's was, okay. I was, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, that's, that's cool. That's cool that... Um, I didn't know if you're still in Harrisonburg. So you've been, so you're, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've been there a long time. Are you from, from Harrisonburg? No, I came and, you know, I moved from the Midwest uh, and came to school here. Oh, JMU? I went to EMU oh, right across town, okay, the, the yeah. Mennonite school. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, I spent a little bit of time in DC, but um, for the most part, yeah, I just kind of fell in love with Harrisonburg. And it's a, yeah, it's a nice, beautiful area. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it awesome. Feels like home now. Have yeah. you guys? Did you? Now you guys have probably played like Lime Kiln, right? Like you've played the bowl. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. got the bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get back I, someday. Someday I'll get back up there. It's a long time. They have a great. You know, I know their concert series and stuff up there. Yeah, they've really done a good job of that resurgence there because yeah, there were a few years I think when it kind of went dormant. But I think I uh, used to remember seeing you guys play, or at least you, when I was in Harrisonburg for a short time. I. Waited tables at God. What was it? Charlie's Ale House. Oh, was that uh, the name of it? Right no. in like downtown. Wasn't Capital Ale House? Capital. No. no. Was it? Um. It wasn't Dave's. Was it, it was Dave's. Dave's. Taverna? Yes, Dave's yeah. Taverna. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I waited oh, yeah. tables at Dave's Taverna. That's exactly oh, yeah. where I would have worked. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We open I, mic I, nights. I like the, yeah. the open mic night was a big thing there, and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's wild. That is crazy. Did so was John Healy at Lime Yes. Kiln? You were there? Yes, he was. You know, he went up to uh Frederick, Maryland and was running a place called the Weinberg Center for the Arts. He just retired from that place wow. randomly because I worked with him for a couple years and then he kept inviting the Steel Wheels to come and play the Weinberg. Oh, that's so, cool. 
he invited me to this uh, retirement party. I went up there and it was really <laughs> fun to kind of like see this guy's career because yeah, man, I mean, he, he was at Lime Kiln for a while. He, I don't know. That's it, really funny. But yeah. He was, uh, yeah. I was there under Healy and then I went back. Um, so I, I did, I did a summer with Stonewall country and like, we did a couple other productions, right. And rep. And then I dropped out of college for a semester and Healy hired me, let me come and do his children's theater tours. Oh yeah. With theater yeah, at yeah, Lime yeah. Kiln. Um, so yeah, we did that for a little bit. Yeah. I was a little, I, that was, man, I was young, bro. I was like 19, 20. 10 seconds. <laughs> Just a little shit. <laughs> so Healy put up with a lot of stuff for me um, back when I was yeah. in. All right, we're coming back. 10 seconds, you said, Bill? All right, coming back at you. Know the scene, Tuesday birthday show, everybody. Finishing up here, this last segment. Um, by the way, we're going to go ahead and open it up now. I tell you what, if you guys have a question um, for Trent of the Steel Wheels, give us a call, 844-STUDIO-4. That's 844-788-3464. Um, if you have a question for Trent, or I'll tell you what, even if you don't have a question for Trent and you just want some tickets to the show this weekend, there you go. Give a call to that number, 844-788-3464. We'll give away give away a set of tickets. Billy, Billy on the sticks. Billy one will will take care of you there. Bill will get you. So talking more with Trent, have a great conversation just about the steel wheels and their approach and the music. And you know, something you were saying, um, Trent, I wanted to I wanted to kind of bring back after the break was, you know, you're mentioning. So we talked about, you know, the long the long history you guys have had of being a band and the journeys you've taken. You started out, you know, really kind of uh, I'm going to say more maybe influenced by the area in which you all were. Right. So more folk, uh, acoustic, uh, bluegrassy and your evolution. Right. As you've grown yeah. as a or as a band and continued I want to ask a question because I know a couple bands that have that have done this too. Um, how how do you take your fans with you through that? And you know what I mean. And what is that experience like for you? Because I imagine there may be times where some fans are like, "Man, they're not as bluegrassy as they used to be," or right. they're not right. How do you approach that? I mean, I think it's something that you, you definitely you have to think about a little bit, but you really can't make your artistic decisions based on where you think the fans are going to be. Right. You know, sure. because I mean, I've been a fan of bands myself and I feel like I've been on both sides of this argument where there's, there've been some bands where I'm like, man, they just keep on doing something new and I love it. I'm there for it. Yeah. They are so creative and interesting. I'm I'm along for the journey. And I've also been that fan who's like, you know what? I like their first album. I don't like what they've been doing. I wish they did the thing they used to do. Uh, I don't want this from them. Yeah. I want that. I like <laughs> and, that. And, and well, that's, but that's what you're right. There's it, it, it is what it is. I mean, there's there's place for both. There's place for both. Right. And, and, I, and I feel like we're going to, to make new fans with the new music we're making who might listen back to the old stuff and say whoa i can't believe that's who they used to be interesting and we're gonna, oh, like a rediscovery and, yeah and we're gonna lose we're gonna lose some fans but i think you know i i know that i've also gotten tired of going and seeing a band and then going back and seeing them in two years and basically the same set list is the same yeah the show is the same yeah that I'm not going to buy that ticket the next time they come through town. And Ooh, so, good point. So for me, I just feel like you can play those guessing games all day long, 
but the the real bottom line is if if the artist is not feeling and able to express and experience some kind of inspiration on stage then there's nothing for any of us to get together for yeah <laughs> you know there's no reason for us to be doing this right so even if we've lost fans or you know there's people frustrated because they feel like wait that's not who you are you lost some something that we believe you are um there's just as many fans that when we think we're like, look, we we did something new and we'll get people, you know, who will write a comment to the new album and they'll be like, oh, same old Steel Wheels. I love you guys. You know, <laughs> like some people, they don't even hear it. Like for us, we sing, we have a lot of harmonies and a yeah. lot of harmony vocals and that's kind of central to our sound. And so I, I really believe some people, they're not even registering that, oh yeah, there's still a banjo in there and there's still a fiddle in there. And even if there's more effects, that's just landscape for what they're really listening to. Right. And and other people really key in on like, wait a minute, <laughs> there's drums now, and that's something that I don't know. What it's to like do a big deal. What? So yeah, I I don't I don't worry too much about okay. it. Okay. Good. That no, that's great. I love that. Hey, we've got a caller. We've got a caller. All right. Let's do it. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Bill, do we have him on. Hello. You're you're on. Know the scene. It's your, it's your birthday today. Happy birthday. It, oh, thank you. Thank you. It is my birthday. Thank you. Thank you. What's your name? How old are you today? Um, I'm How old are you today? I'm 39, sir. Nice. You're 39? I would have never guessed you were 39. I was going to say like 33, 32. Uh, I don't. Well, no, tell them happy birthday if you're going to talk in the bathroom. Happy birthday. Oh yes, thank <laughs> you, thank you. Do you have a question a, for uh for Trent? Family. Yeah, Trent, how how is it that you deal with the craziness of Justin Dion when you're yeah. booking the Kane Center? That's what okay. I want to know. Well, Trent has experts for that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. My my people, uh, I. I I don't. I have. I have somebody in between me and Justin. This that's is right. the closest we get. That's right. That's no, right. No, no. <laughs> that's right. Poor Trent only has to deal with me between the screen right now until 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 Friday, and then he only has to do it for a short amount of time. <laughs> no, we didn't even realize how much we went way back. Uh, Justin and I have some some friends in common and some work in common that we had done. So uh, yeah, we're we're lime kiln buddies. That's right. Realizing it, that's right. So. During the break, if anyone um, if anyone has been watching during the break, or you can go afterward and watch again. It'll, it'll be broadcast back. You can watch on like YouTube, uh, uh, this Trent during when we've been talking during the break, it stays recorded and people will be able to watch it later so they can see that the connection. So, uh, all right. Well, well, thank you for, That's awesome. thank you for calling in. I, do have a, I have a legitimate question. Oh, go. I have a legit question for Trent. Uh, Trent, just describe for me and I'll hang up after this so I can listen on the radio. Uh, the storytelling ability of the Steel Wheels, right? Like, so from a music perspective, how do you as an artist storytell through music? And I look forward to, to listening to uh, how you describe that and looking forward to the show on Friday. Appreciate you both. Thank you. Thank you. That's a great question. That's a great I question. Mean, I, I, think, I think there's multiple ways to answer that question, and it, it comes down to the song and and for our band we always try to stay focused on serving each song and and what i mean by that in this case is you know there are some songs where either the lyrics are a little more opaque in they're not there's not a lot of literal meaning it's a little bit more uh abstract and so you're kind of painting pictures and you're letting the the audience kind of 
create their own story out of that. And to some degree, I think there's a, if you step back, there's a larger story that we try to tell as much as we can, which I feel like there's a, there's an ethos in our band where it's not about any one of us. There's a real sense of as a band, we're trying to all serve this thing that's bigger than us, which is the song. And so I, I sometimes see musicians and again, sometimes it can blow your mind when you see a musician step out and do their thing. And it's amazing solo. And it's not that we don't have solos, but we're trying to do soloing that, that feeds each other and feeds the song and is, is all in service of that. And I think that tells a bigger story sometimes than, Hey, look what I can do. Watch this trick that I have, right. um, you know, putting yourself in front of the song. So that's one way I would answer that question. Another way is, you know, sometimes the lyrics themselves do tell a very specific story. Um, this last single that we just released, uh, I urge you to go check it out on either any of the streaming platforms, or we've been put, posting a lot about it on our social media as well, just kind of the background of the song. But it's called Easy On Your Way, and it's uh, I wrote that one very specifically for, um, for a bandmate, uh, actually, who was going through some really hard times mm. and trying to find the words when you're with somebody who's struggling and you feel like everything you say is just cliche and it feels like you're trying to encourage and you're trying to be hopeful and yet it feels like everything just falls flat. And so it's a song that starts off by saying, I don't have a song to sing um, and there aren't words. And I think that was my hope is that sometimes, especially I think in the last few years when a lot of people with COVID lost loved ones or we're feeling lost in the midst of uncertainty, uh, having some kind of way to say, I'm trying to be there for you. Even when I don't have the words to do it, at least I'm trying and we're still singing and Hey, let's, let's raise a glass and let's sing a tune. Even if we don't feel like we have the words to speak, uh, all the cards on the hallmark, (laughs) you know, row don't quite speak to this particular thing, but we're together. And that's what, I want to say. Um, and so I think that's that's a story that we try to tell is like, hey, there's struggle and struggle is real. And we don't shy away from that. We don't try to just say everything's great. It's a big party all the time. That always feels fake to me if I go to a show and it's sort of uh, whitewashing some of the difficulties of life. Right. But we also are trying to make harmony in the midst of that difficulty. And to me, that juxtaposition tells a story that I want to be a part of. Yeah, I love that. So so this Friday night, we're excited to have you at the center. Um, shows at 8 p.m., everybody. Get your tickets, canearts.org. Do still have some tickets available. Um, make sure to come see the Steel Wheels. Um, Trent, for the show this weekend, are you, I mean, without giving away the set list, <laughs> right? Are you guys, you guys going to dance around a little bit of everything? You think you're going to, I mean, I know you said we might get a tease of a couple new songs. Are you going to? Mm-hmm. kind of play it more by ear when you get there to see how many of those you breathe in or what are you all seconds. thinking you got about 60 seconds before the end yeah no we'll we'll definitely um for people who've heard us for a long time we we haven't left behind those early albums and the early songs we try to pepper in stuff from pretty much every era of the steel wheels but uh we love getting to explore those new songs so awesome yeah i think people who have heard us before you're definitely going to hear something new if you come and you're also going to get to hear something that you recognize um, 
And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get to the Kane Center. I've heard some great things about this Oh, place. great. Well, thanks. We're glad you've heard good things. We're new, you know. We, uh, yeah, we just opened it. in January. So, uh, so we're, we're really excited to host you. We'll see you here on Friday. Trent Wakeley with the Steel Wheels. Thank you so much um, for being a guest on the show today. You guys get tickets for this weekend. And make sure you, if you, even if you can't come, at least get their new album when it comes out. Uh, it's coming out in February, February 9th. Uh, Sideways, the Steel Wheels, thank you so much. Thanks, Justin. We will see you guys next week on Know the Scene.